0: Welcome to Feel Interrupted. Are you out of your
1: damn mind? You get to drink from
2: the fire hole. Yeah. This is an embarrassment of the space. What? What's the matter? Kid? You got wax in your ears. Oh, feel it. You got Tammy Ponds.
3: Hello and welcome to Phil Interrupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want without deal with the constant antics of Derek Badachek. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. On today's podcast, we are going to jump back into Phil's Musical Evolution Part 2. So, if you haven't listened to it, there is a previous podcast called uh, Phil's Musical Evolution Part 1. I would recommend go back and listen to that and uh, sort of get some background because this is the continuation of that show. I will be picking up right off where that one basically ended. So I think I had finished up around 2007 or so uh, the songs that I had been writing at the time, and we're gonna start here in 2008. Okay, so uh, I did an album called *Inundated*. Right now, *Inundated* is uh, that means like overwhelmed, you know, like that. Basically, the whole idea of *Inundated* was two things: the first, being I wanted to do a continuous CD. And what I mean by that is every single song mixes into the next one and the beat never stops. This entire CD is extremely upbeat. It's all like techno uh, oriented. And I wanted this to sound like you were at a live show. Okay, so you go to a live like electronic concert and the music just keeps pumping and all the songs are mixing into each other, kind of like a club almost, but it was like all my own songs. and I thought it'd be really unique if I had each song mix into the next one and continue and not and just sort of tell a story through that as if it was um, a live performance. And in certain parts you can hear the crowd cheering and stuff like that. like it starts off with a crowd. And then the music starts, and then in the end you hear the crowd cheering, and there's one other part in the middle where the music dies down and you hear the crowd cheer for a part. So I like tried to make it sound as if it was a live show. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. My live show was actually in Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Now again, this is this never happened. <laughs> this is totally artificial, but I thought it would be a really cool idea. To make it sound as if it was a live performance. I was like, oh, this could be a unique, unique thing for me to try. You know, maybe I could play it for people and they'd be like, is this live? Like, what is going on with this? Um, you're not really going to hear any of that in the the two tracks that I'm going to play off this, uh, CD. But just keep in mind, if you listen to the full length thing, all the songs mix into each other really cool and, uh, there's crowd noises and stuff. So a little different than other ones that I tried, trying a, a different idea. And the other cool idea that, about this one is, again, it's like a concept album. And Inundated is basically Earth being overrun by some sort of an alien race. Okay, so I'm just going to go through the tracks real quick and tell you like briefly what they're about. Um, obviously, I'm not going to play them all, but let's see. The first one is called Communicate in the Beginning. Okay, so we're communicating. We're sending signals out into space, seeing if we find anything. Second song is called Spots Before Our Eyes. Okay, I don't know, there's something out in our telescope, some weird little spots, like something, some sort of anomaly. What is that? The third track is called Not Human. And that's where we're like, is it, what is that out there? Is it, is it UFOs or not UFOs? Is it, is it alien life? Or what is that? Those weird spots that are like, seem like they're reacting to us that we're seeing on like the Hubble telescope, like really far away. Scientists are perplexed by it. And they're like, I don't know what it is, but it's definitely not human, whatever it is, you know, responding. And the fourth song is called What's Out There. And I'm actually going to play that one. Uh, that's an extremely, extremely trancey song. And probably the most trance song I've ever written. It, it's Honestly, it's not one of my all-time favorites. But a lot of my good buddies love it. So I will play it um, strictly because of, of sort of like feedback from them. Uh, and I hope you'll enjoy it. We'll get to that one in just a minute. The fifth song is called Impulsive Bliss. I'm not really sure... Like what that means? I think it means like we're just so excited that we've we we think we're making contact with other life, and it's just an impulsive bliss. The next song is called Outer Mist. I don't really know what that means. The next song is called Pandemonium, and that's kind of like people are kind of freaking out now in society because they're like, oh my god, like we've we we are seeing these spots out in space, and it looks like they're getting bigger. Like, are they heading this way? Like, this is not just some stars or something like that. So there's kind of some pandemonium. I'm I'm, I'm imagining like in the press, people, you know, CNN and Fox News and all the major news networks are covering the story like 24 seven. The next song is called Last Day of Summer, and that's actually gonna be the first track that I'm going to play. I've basically envisioned Last Day of Summer kind of being like the last day of innocence for humanity, the last day of us not having this alien presence. So that was sort of the idea with that one. The next track is called Unhinged, and these aliens have very quickly arrived, and uh, they're here. And the next track is called 48 Hours, Then It Will Be Too Late. So we're like, oh no, this, they don't seem to be... Uh, <laughs> they're not friendly. I think they're hostile. The next track is called Don't Let Go, and the whole idea of that song is sort of like, obviously, don't let go of like hope, don't let go of what's going on, because we're being attacked. Uh, or we think we're, we're going to be attacked. And the next song is called Obvious Threat, and that's when we realize, for sure, these aliens are are not friendly, and we are definitely in for a fight. The next track is called Monsters, and now we know for sure, like I said, for sure, that this is really bad. This is an obvious threat, like I said the other song before. Now they're monsters. We know they're here. They're attacking us. They are uh, coming after Earth. They're destroying, killing people. The next track is called Inundated, the self-titled track here for the... The album, we're inundated. These aliens are everywhere, man. They're messing us up. And the very last song is called The Last One Standing. And I kind of leave it ambiguous as to whether the humans or the aliens win. It's kind of up for you to decide at the end of this album, the last one standing. So anyway, those are kind of like the tracks. If you listen to the full album, would give you uh, an idea of what each song is like. And each one is unique. To the title, I tried to match them as best as I could. So again, this is supposed to be like a live CD, and it's continuous music all mixing into each other, and it's about an alien invasion. So I thought this would be like a really cool fake concert that I could put on for thousands of fake fans. What can I say? I got a creative, imaginative mind, and like I said, this one came out. Came out. Well, I finished it in two thousand and eight. I believe I worked on this one for about four, maybe five years. This one took a really, really long time. Like I said, each song mixes into each other when you listen to it continuously. So I had to take pieces and parts of each song and blend them before it turned into the next song. Like if you've ever listened to like a live DJ mix, they start mixing the next song in. You almost can't tell as it then makes the transition into the next track. That's what this entire album is like. So it took a lot of time and effort to put it together. And right before I play this, I just want to take a step back. Um, People used to ask me, how do you come up with songs and how do you write songs? And in all honesty, it's very random. There are many times that I would start out with some sort of a beat, just a simple drum beat and start messing around and be like, that's cool. And then I start adding uh, musical tones and things over it and, and sound effects and I start coming up with something. And then other times... I would be like, you know what, that beat just doesn't match what I came up with. Uh, Sometimes you come up with the bass line first. Whatever I was messing around with that sounded really cool is where I would base my track from. So I can't say, oh, I always start out with a certain melody or start out with strings or something like that. That's not really how it works. It's basically whatever I was just messing around with at the time on my keyboard and with my sampler and on my computer what i would just come up with just messing around with whatever mood i was in so it could be a slow song it could be fast song whatever and that's sort of how it all came together and it would just be a lot of trial and error and messing around and changing things up until i started to really become happy with uh, a product that i was putting together so that's sort of uh, no real uh, specific formula to how i'd come up with songs just uh, messing around so, again, like I said, the first one I'm going to play for you is called Last Day of Summer. Uh, not one of my greatest tracks, but it's an interesting track. I think it's really smooth and it's really kind of flowing and it's very repetitive. I'll say that up front. It's a very repetitive song, but uh, I feel like it kind of, it kind of feels like summer, you know? Like that's something I could see the song being played in the summer, like driving to the beach or something. And there is a vocal in it, and it says these sounds are all around. And it goes all around, round, round, and it kind of repeats. Anyway, I just thought this was a fun little track. So we're going to start off with Last Day of Summer. the end of that track there is it's starting to fade out that's where the crowd starts kicking in but I, I ended the track here for us uh, before you hear the crowd start cheering because that was their brief intermission during that CD it's the only time the music stops is at the end of last day of summer uh, on this full length CD the next song I'm going to play for you like I said before is called What's Out There this is far and away the most trance like song I've ever written if you've ever listened to trance techno it's got a lot of synths and uh I don't even know how to describe them, but if you know trance music, you'll understand what I'm saying when you hear this one. And again, this is not necessarily one of my all-time favorites, but a couple of my buddies really like it, so I figured I would include it because you kind of kind of have to go with, like, feedback. And if people really liked it, hey, who am I to say whether it's one of my best or not? So I figured I'd include this one uh, for what it is. It's unique, it's different than all the other ones. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll just play it called What's Out There. Favorite part of that track is the that was terrible. The little uh twangy sound. <laughs> I think you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Well, let's get into the next CD that I put together after Inundated. This one was called Puzzles, and Puzzles is probably my best one all altogether. I think uh, the most professional sounding, the most complete. And it's also the most recent uh, CD that I did that's all original music. I think it has a really good sound to it. Like I said, very professional sounding compared to some of the previous ones. And the reason I named it Puzzles is because each track sort of fits into each other, but they're all different. And I just thought it was a cool idea mentally that like each track would, if you put them together... ...on a CD would blend together perfectly like a puzzle. So that's sort of how I came out with the name Puzzles. And it's got some really, really different styles on this CD as well. This is I didn't want to have any concept album for this. I just wanted to be able to write whatever the hell sounded cool. And that's basically what I did with it. The first track I'm going to play for you has been very different... ...from a lot of the other things that we have listened to on Part 1 and this Part 2. This one is called Love Is Not Perfect... And this is sort of like uh, kind of it's almost kind of like a like a love ballad, sort of like a weird electronic love ballad It's kind of the best way I can describe it. And I think it shows off some of my talents, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, uh, because it's got some really cool keys in it and cool little uh Solo type things, so I think you're gonna like it. Like I said, this one is is very different from most of the tracks. I think when you first start hearing, you'll be like, "Whoa, yeah, this is definitely a change up of of style, a whole different vibe and atmosphere going on with this track compared to anything else that I've played before." And I'm I'm very proud of this track, so I hope you like it. It is called "Love Is Not Perfect." I feel like that track is just so smooth, you know, I I didn't didn't say that when the track before it started, but I feel like that track is just incredibly smooth and it flows so well. Um, So, like I said, I'm very proud of that track. Next one I'm going to play for you is I'm actually just going to play a snippet of of a song. The song is called Lost in Temptation. Now, the first part of the track is very, very different from the second half. Um, And I just want to play the second half because the first half, eh, it's okay. But I really feel like I hit a pretty good home run with the second part of the song. So it's only going to be a, a couple minutes and it'll be over and you'll be like, wait a minute, that was really short. It's because I cut out the whole first part of the track. Uh, this one has a, just really great, um, keys and a great melody and it has a chorus behind it, which I think is really cool. I had this awesome chorus sound that I could use on the keyboard and it goes, oh, oh, that's horrible, horrible, horrible rendition. You'll know it when you hear it, what I'm talking about, it's used in a lot of movies and stuff like that to add dramatic effect of like a chorus singing. And I used it in this one to... To give this song like a really emotional Type feel and I think it's fairly Successful and it is different From some of the others it's got a cool little uh, pop and beat and a, a really Nice little bass line And I, I, I just really like this one So I'm just going to play the second half of Lost In Temptation check it out beat there in the end. Love it. Oh man. Okay. The next song that I'm going to play is also off of puzzles and is called unconsciously awake. And this features my friend, Todd Wareham, Todd Wareham. He uh, plays guitar. He writes uh, a lot of his own original music and he does a lot of really cool covers as well. He does electronic music. He does acoustic. He does rock music. He is a very talented guy. You can look him up online, Todd Wareham, and you'll probably find his stuff If not, you can contact me if you want to hear more of his. In this song, he just does the vocals. So I wrote the vocals, and uh, I could never make them fit in. Typical Phil fashion. If you listen to part one, you would hear parts where songs where I wrote lyrics and couldn't make it work well myself, so I had someone else do it. That's what I did here. So my good buddy Todd sings in it, and I wrote this song with the idea. It's called Unconsciously Awake, and I wanted the song to be very clean, very very clean sounding, a lot of short sounds, not a lot of reverb or delay on many of the sounds. I wanted very t- 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 clean sound, and then I wanted to make his voice very scratchy and very uh, dirty sounding, and I thought that would be a really cool mix with the clean, the clean bass line and things like that. And it, I thought it'd be an interesting uh, conflict, I guess, to say in the song. And it came out pretty well because, like I said, it's supposed to be like a dream-like song, Unconsciously Awake. Are you dreaming? Is it surreal? Like, what is going on? And uh, it's got a lot of really bizarre sound effects in it as well that you're just like, what is that sound? But I feel like it all sort of works together in one sort of chaotic, dream-like state. And this song, Unconsciously Awake, I believe there are actually three or four other remixes of it that I did Which don't feature Todd uh, singing in them, and each one is very unique. Some of them have like really hardcore beats over them, and totally changes up the the vibe of the song. And other ones, just there's all different things I did in the remixes. I'm not going to play any of those because it's not just going to be an unconsciously awake uh, remix hour. But it's one of my tracks that I had a lot of fun with. And uh, so anyway, let's just get let's cut to the chase and actually play the song for you. So. This features my good friend Todd Wareham, and this song is called Unconsciously Awake. weird song there right but probably and I hope a lot of fun all right the next one that we're going to get into we're now going to get into I went through a period where I started trying to do a lot of remixes and how this came about is I had done obviously a lot of original music and I was like you know what if I try to remix like other artists what could I do with another person's song? and how could i make it unique and different and hopefully better my remix than the original and how can i make it have that like that fill sound you know like put my own unique stamp on a remix so what i did was i actually started entering a bunch of remix competitions online and you can do searches for these and you'll find them where f- sometimes famous bands upcoming bands bands you've never heard of from Europe and stuff, will put their songs onto these remix uh, websites. And they will put all the bare bones of their songs out there for you to take and, you know, remix at your pleasure. And some of them are really strange tracks. Most of them I never heard of the artist before, but I saw it and I was like, oh, let me listen to the original and think if maybe I could do a remix of that song. So I would listen... To no joke, probably like 30 songs on this website. and Be like, nope, nope, don't like that song. Nope, not interested, not my style. No, 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 and so on. And then I'd finally find one. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I actually like what they were doing in this song. I have some ideas of what I could work with this. So you would enter the contest and you would download all the pieces of their original track. So you would get the percussion. You'd get the bass. You'd get all the different uh, instruments that they use in it. Say there was a guitar, uh, different uh, string sounds, the, the crash cymbal. Uh, if they're singing in it, you'd get the singing track. You'd get it dry and with the effects that they use in it. So they gave you all these things that if you just dragged them out, like put them into a program and drag them out like wave files, it would be their original song. But you would have like, you know, 10 to like 30 different tracks of all their pieces of their song separated, if that makes sense. And you could go through it and start cutting them up or taking certain parts out. You can move verses where you want. You can take out verses. You could do whatever you want to remix it. You could take a song that's a slow song and completely remix it into some fast-paced, like intense electronic track, whatever the hell you want to do with it. And I thought that was awesome. I was like, this is what I've been looking for. I really want to experiment and start writing... A lot of remixes. So the next bunch of the tracks that I'm going to play for you are different remixes I've done. I've done a whole bunch of them, but these are some of my favorites. Um, Maybe on another podcast I'll play some of my other ones that didn't make the cut here, which are also pretty good, I think. But we're going to start with one that's, again, totally different from anything you've heard before. This one is called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I told you that one was a lot of fun while I was playing that for you guys. I was slamming my head. I was jamming. I was having a good time with that. That song was a lot of fun to remix and play play. What is that? What do I mean? It was fun for me to play for you guys right now. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. The next one is uh, a remix by an artist called Betty who, and it's called somebody loves you. You may have heard this one before. It actually got some airplay on uh, Sirius radio. I was actually stunned. I was driving with uh, my fiance, Jess, and I was like, we were like, oh, my God. We're like, it's Betty Who. We're like, oh, my God. And it, was, it was the song that I remixed. And this song is very similar. I kept her main vocals. I kept a lot of her keys, a lot of her melodies and synths and everything the way they were because I, th- I thought the song was fabulous the way it is. And I just wanted to touch it up and change a few things. Again, I, I changed the beat majorly, and I totally changed the structure of this song and add a lot more echo and delay to her voice. And uh, yeah, I really made the beat a lot more clunky and hard-hitting, I guess. Like it's no, not, not hard-hitting. Just more like fun, I guess you could say. At least I felt it was. And this is one of my favorite remixes that I've ever done. And this song definitely was a step out from my comfort zone. Because this is a very poppy, like very pop love song i guess you could say i was like wow i've never really done anything like this this would be really interesting to remix and try to come up with something unique i'm very happy with how it came out and uh, my fiance loves the song we're actually going to play it at my wedding as one of like the songs while people are eating dinner and stuff so yeah no one will know what the hell this is when it plays but um if you're coming to my wedding you'll know it now but anyway those of you that aren't, you won't know it. Uh, but anyway, it's an artist, like I said, she's from England, if I didn't say that before. It's a British artist called Betty Who. song is a ton of fun. And this is, a, again, if you listen to this song a few times, you're probably going to fall in love with it. It's just a really great, fun, poppy sort of track. I just sort of burped while I was talking there. I don't really know how else to describe it. I'm just going to play it for you. So enjoy. Key doke. That song is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And we're going to keep with sort of the girly pop vibe, except this one is very, very girly. Probably the most girly song I've ever uh, been involved with, I would say. And this song is by the artist Robin Del Unto, I believe, if I'm saying that correctly. I have no idea who she is other than finding her on this remix contest. And the song is called Pretty Girls. And, like I said, it's very, like, poppy. And I felt like this song uh, needed some different things in it and needed a different direction. So, I keep her vocals. I keep some of the... There's a cool little guitar riff. And it's a very... I would describe this song as cute. Cute would be my description. It's a cute song. And when I did this remix, I was just starting to date my now fiancé, soon-to-be wife, Jess... And she really enjoyed it. So I sort of named it. We have nickname for her was called Jay Breezy. So I named the song the pretty girls, the Jay Breezy remix. So yeah, that's what it is called and a very fun, cute track again, as I said. So I'm going to play it now. And, uh, I think you'll agree. It's cute. have fun little ditty. I feel like that song could be like Nelly Furtado or some artists like that could have uh, maybe written that song in that, cert- that, that kind of style. This next song is a very simplistic song. It's by an artist called Tube, and the song is called Superheroes. Now, this original song is not at all, when you listen to my version of it, you will not get a feel in the slightest bit for what the original is like. The original is very much a dance song, and it's, in fact, quite cheesy, and it's not very good, in my opinion, but I saw a lot of potential in what the bare bones of the song was, so when I wanted to remix it, I said, you know what, okay, I'm cutting out the drum beat, I'm cutting out the bass line, I'm cutting out all these cheesy synths. I'm cutting out everything, and I'm just going to take this one synth line that's like, and it's terrible. Again, I can't do it at all, but uh, I'm going to take that. There's like a Rhodes organ kind of sound. I'm going to keep that, and I'm going to keep the vocals, and that's all I'm going to keep, and I'm going to add a whole new drum beat over it, and I cut the structure up a little bit. Now, the singing is a little cheesy because it's like this, uh, because it matches the original but it's this like kind of cheesy love song and i thought it would be fun to remix this cheesy love song but bring it down a notch because their like trance techno version was just too over the top with like silliness so i add this really simplistic drum beat that drives the song and it becomes more of like a sing along type track and uh, I thought it came out pretty good This is probably of all the songs that I played for you This one is the one that I was like not sure I was going to play Just because I don't know if I consider it one of my best But it's certainly very unique uh, I keep using that word, I guess, unique But it's very different from the others And I thought that it would be just something interesting To put in here for you guys to listen to So I'm going to play that for you now This is Tube Superheroes Remix by me It's a very heartfelt song. Doki smoky so yeah i think you could tell sort of the cheesy vibe going on with that song but a very nice love song i guess you could say and uh i've grown to really like it when i first you know downloaded that song started remixing i was like god this is this is a bit much but uh over time you know you get used to it and you you grow to like it so i hope you enjoyed that one that's that strange uh song okay the next one i'm gonna play for you is perhaps one of my all-time favorite remixes. Okay. This is by the artist Lecrae. Now, Lecrae is sort of like, a, I think he's like a Christian rapper or something. And I've heard a few of his other songs, and they were okay. You know, rap isn't really my thing. But when I saw this track for the, the remix competition, I said, huh, this is this is interesting. Because I've always been intrigued with trying to, to do a rap song. I've tried a few others in the past, which is totally out of my element. If you've heard these other songs, you'd be like, rap? What? Phil, why would you? That's not your style. And it's not. I don't listen to rap. Rap is not my thing. But, I was, but when you're an artist and you're really, you always want to try new things. That's sort of always been my thing is I, I want to do something I've never done before. I want to try a new genre of music I would have never touched before. And I've always, always tried to follow that. Because I feel like I can grow and I can learn new things. And it's experimenting. It's having fun. It's trying new stuff. So why not try a rap song? So I saw this Lecrae song on the website. And so I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, that song is intense. And I'm going to play you just like a brief minute of the original. So you can get an idea of how kind of like hardcore and like grinding, pumping this song is, the original. And then I'm going to play you my remix. And my remix is much softer and much smoother. And it is totally freaking different. So let's just play the, a clip of the original so you can get a sense of what we're up against here. And then I'll play my full length remix, okay?
1: Catch me Give my do that my mama told me they was screws, but I already knew it. Who gon' give them peace of mind? They can have peace of mind. No they thinking I'm blind, but I just pay them no mind. Yeah, I know they be lying, they misquoting my lines. Hey, like what you think you doing? Putting hope in your rhymes. You would think I'm shooting vocal, putting coke in my rhymes. I just give them bass for free and push the dopest in lines. Boy, you trippin', I know. Talk like you slippin', I know. How to heard yourself, bro. Just sit back and enjoy the show.
3: Okay, so that song is clearly not my style, right? <laughs> that's uh that's that's uh that's something else. But what I decided to do was I didn't keep any of the music from the original. I took the rap part of it, the vocal rap. I kept that and I s- sliced and diced and cut out the entire rest of the song. And I had had a track that I had been writing in the past. And it never kind of went anywhere. I felt like it had a pretty cool little beat. It had a cool bass line. But it never developed into anything more. There's a lot of... When you mess around with this kind of stuff, that happens a lot. You get songs that are like, oh, so close to being something good. And then they're not. And when I got these rap vocals and I decided to cut out all his instruments and all his beats and everything. I was like, okay... Oh, I was like, I have that song from the past that I wrote in the past. I wonder if I could blend that with his rapping and see if it sounds good. So I had to make some, some tweaks and some adjustments in my original track to match his vocals. And then when I got it to work, it just came alive. And I had to do a few little things, like I said, to make it work better. But this is one of my all-time favorite remixes, one of my all-time favorite songs that I've been involved with. So what you're going to hear next is my remix of this Lecrae song called, I know the music is 100% me and the vocals are Lecrae. The only thing from his original song is the lyrics. So I think it's really chill. It's really low key, but when it hits with the beat and he's rapping with the beat, it sounds as if he could have made it for this song, like for that beat. If you didn't know the original song, you would think that the track was written this way. At least that's how I hope you'll feel. So without any further ado, I'm going to play one of my all-time favorites uh, called I Know.
1: Boy, I lost it, I'm foolish. Running off at the tulips, probably wooing all the cruelest persecutors the boo Catch me hanging with shooters, rumor, destroy your medulla. My mama told me they was screw us, but I already knew it. Who gon' give them peace of mind? They can have peace of mind. Know they thinking I'm blind, but I just pay them no mind. Yeah, I know they be lying, they misquoting my lines. Hey, like, what you think you doing? Putting hope in your rhymes. You would think I'm shooting folk or putting coke in my rhymes. I just give them bass for freaking push. The dopest in lines, boy you trippin' I know, track you slippin' I know, how to hurt us all before, just sit back and enjoy the show Yeah I know they gon' hate us, type they blogs up to bait us They be fishing for attention but don't know how to bait us Keep that hate on hiatus, big ups to my creator No big bang, just a banger So tell that DJ to bang it i <laughs> I tell them guys sent me, they probably can't get the memo, I know. I can't say that cause Jesus watched, they don't play that, I know. Shouldn't be here cause people rollin' their trees here, I know. You can't help them, no strippers and killers welcome, I know. You can't hear it, no ignorance in my lyrics, boy they swear I went loco. 116 still my logo, catch us rollin' in that photo, gonna snap you a photo. Maybe Andy proto. might see tripping in soto. Maybe KB, maybe T. Yeah, I know you don't know though. Yeah, I know they don't like me, cause I'd be a on my Spike Lee. Even when I do the right thing, they still want to fight me. I got rest, won't they taxes? Police stop us in traffic. Plus my girl be on my back, she say my life is too hectic. Pray they watching, I know. Hey they talking, I know. I done seen this all before, man, it's just part of the show. Let's go. I know.
3: just love that song i just love the way that came out i've always been so proud of that remix just love it absolutely love it you might be wondering what some of my past influences were in terms of bands and artists like that you know when you're growing up things that totally inspire you to write music well i jotted down a small list of some of them that uh, influenced me heavily uh, we'll start with one, Laurie Anderson You might not know her off the top of your head A lot of really obscure, interesting Electronical music that she did In like the 80s and 90s Totally influenced me big time My brother showed me her some crazy stuff So that's where I got a lot of my experimental Sort of uh, ideas and inspiration from Philip Glass, he's a famous composer Does a lot of cool movies I'm um, not sure exactly how to describe Philip Glass, but Very cool stuff Nine Inch Nails? Oh yeah. Some of my friends out there listening are like, oh yeah. I was so obsessed with Nine Inch Nails for years. Now some of the songs that I played on these podcasts, you haven't really gotten a really big feel for the Nine Inch Nails influence. But trust me, I definitely have a few tracks that maybe I'll play on a future podcast are very heavily inspired by the sounds of Nine Inch Nails. Enigma. Enigma, oh yeah, um, come on. They wrote some great songs. I really liked Enigma. They had all the Gregorian chants and stuff like that, you know.
4: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: That famous song they had in the 90s, Return to Innocence. Yeah, I loved Enigma. Underworld, a UK band, uh, awesome. I've seen them in concert a few times in New York City, Philadelphia. So super good. I've actually done a remix of one of their songs. Uh, and yeah, maybe I'll include that someday too. Heh, a lot of a lot of uh, promises I'm making here I may not keep. But maybe I'll play that someday for you. Royksop is a Norwegian band that is so good. It's two guys. Electronic music, excellent. Future Sound of London. Another ambient experimental band out of Britain that heavily inspired me, especially in my beginning years. King Crimson. I'm sure you've heard of them. Richie Haunton is a DJ out of, I believe, England as well. I could be wrong there. But I did a lot of minimalistic, interesting uh, types of techno. Definitely inspired me. The band Radiohead. Pretty sure you've heard of them. I really liked a lot of their earlier stuff. I've not listened to the last few albums, to be totally honest with you. But the early and mid stuff by Radiohead, huge influence on me. My Life with the Throwkill Kill Cult, kind of a little-known band, but had a lot of really awesome effects and great uh, quotes and cuts they would use in their songs. Definitely inspired me, especially when I was younger, again, on this one. And Smashing Pumpkins. I grew up loving Smashing Pumpkins while I was in high school. Nine Inch Nails, Smashing Pumpkins. Those are like my main things. And uh, techno music. Absolutely loved them. I love the lyrics behind Smashing Pumpkins, the emotion behind some of those songs, uh, you know, Siamese Dream and Melancholy Infinite Sadness. Classic stuff. So those are some of the bands, uh, that inspired me growing up. I'm sure there's plenty that I missed off this list because there's just so much, you know, you listen to, especially as a, as a younger lad. Uh, but I couldn't remember all of them, but that was the list off the top of my head. So there are some of the artists that inspired me. Okay, well, we got to move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is a song called Approaching Elevation. Uh, this, I never finished any CD that this went on or anything. This is just the song I did. And this is kind of like a sultry, uh, atmospheric, ambient song, but with a really kick-ass beat. This song specifically started with the beat. I remember writing this drum beat and being like, oh, that is fucking fat. That is a cool, cool beat. And then when I started writing the music to it, I was like, wow, I keep writing stuff that's really slow to this cool beat. And at first, I didn't think I was going to do that. I thought I was going to write something much faster to it. I was like, oh, no, these slow synths and everything work really well with this, these really abstract little sounds. And it became very, like, uh, like, kind of soulful, kind of, like, like, lusty. Like, this is kind of like a song you might play, like, like in the bedroom or something. I don't know how to describe it. Very atmospheric, sort of, sort of low key song. And I was just like, this works. I don't. I'm probably doing a piss ass poor job of describing it, but I just think it works. And uh, yeah, so it's called Approaching Elevation, and uh, kind of went back to some of my grassroots on this. This is a Phil original, and uh, here you go. god that beat totally makes that song in my opinion okay uh this is uh the last song that i am going to play this is called uh eventide or eventide no not eventide isn't that a pearl jam song Uh, eventide even flow idiot and um this one if you listen to part one of this phil's musical evolution you would have heard that the first song i played on that was called the supporter and it's a very bouncy techno track. I love that song the supporter. If you haven't listened to part 1, go back and listen to that. Uh Eventide is kind of like not a part 2 of that song, but it has a very similar similar vibe going on and it's this like bouncy uh synthetic just I don't know, like fun techno song. I don't know how to describe it. I really don't. It's hard to figure out which genre some of these songs fall into but Eventide is uh, a lot of my friends really enjoy this track I would play this at like parties I would have and it was pretty upbeat and fun so uh, this is going to be the last song there's actually technically there's going to be one song at the end of this podcast but I'll get to that Uh, (laughs) which is uh, very intense but for right now we're going to play Eventide and uh, yeah it's this is a a fun song and um, I don't know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I hope you like it Eventide, a very bouncy, fun track. I was sort of dancing in my chair here the whole time Listen to that. Uh, so, hope you like that one. Well, guys, that pretty much brings us to the end of Phil's musical Evolution Part 2. Uh, there's so many tracks that I've written that I think you guys might like as well. Maybe I'll have to do a Part 3 someday. Uh, not anytime in the foreseeable future, but maybe I'll get around to it at some point and play some of my other oddball tracks that I think you guys might enjoy and I would like to show uh, to you, but for right now, this is going to conclude uh, part two and I'm going to go on a limb here and say that probably my all time favorite three songs that I've done or been involved with written original remix, whatever it may be. My all time favorite three probably are bloom the supporter. And I know, I Know being a remix, Bloom being original from way back in the day, and The Supporter being a song I collaborated with uh, a guy in Norway. So if you didn't hear two of those tracks that I mentioned, they're back on part one. Go check that out and you'll hear those. So that's my top three uh, favorite songs that I've been involved with, I think. So that's pretty much going to do it here. Um, Keep Tuned. For the very end of this show, I'm not going to have a little highlight of me like a blooper of me making a mistake or a funny moment. It's not going to be that (laughs) at the end of this podcast. I'm going to play you the most intense, hardcore, chaotic, unnerving, just assault on your ears song you have ever heard in your entire life. And I can pretty much guarantee that. This song, is, it's Gabber Hardcore Techno, and it is incredibly violent. <laughs> it just You guys, you won't even know what's going to happen to you until the song hits you in the face. It is littered with curse words. I think it says the F word like over a hundred times. When I wrote this song, it's called Aneurysm, <laughs> and this was back on the album 10 New Messages that I did in 2003-ish. And at that time, when I was writing music, I was like, you know, what? I was like, I, I enjoy hardcore techno. I was in a hardcore techno band in high school. And it's a very unique style that most people have no exposure to, no exposure to Gabber. And I was like, you know, I want to make the most intense freaking song you have ever heard in your life. That when the song is over, like your ears are bleeding and you're just like, oh my God, what have I just heard? Like shocking stuff. And I think I succeeded pretty well in making the most aggressive song in human history. So at the end of this podcast, check it out. Aneurysm. It will give you an aneurysm. Your head will explode at the end of this podcast. Guaranteed. So stay tuned for that. Uh, That's pretty much going to do it here, though, for me for right now. So, guys, if you want to send me an email, send it to philinterrupted at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of any of this music or past podcasts or if you want me to do more of these in the future. Love to hear any kind of feedback that you have for me. Uh, That's pretty much going to do it, guys. So I'm going to check out, listen to Aneurysm at the end of this podcast. Uh, We're making moves here on interrupted, and we're going to catch you next time. Peace out.